Good morning, everyone. Thanks, Katie, Caleb, and Xavier. Um, so great to see uh, our Richmond family online again, and we are really looking forward to being back together. It's great to have uh, a growing group of people in our building with us, uh, even as we work out how that's going to work and what it might look like in the coming weeks. We've begun a journey praying together the King Jesus Prayer, otherwise known as the Lord's Prayer. And there is a way for us to read and study this prayer as an outline for being able to pray well. But our prayer as a team has been that this series will not just make us more eloquent prayers, but that we might, as a church family, become better listeners, deeper feelers, more active practitioners, more closely aligned to the will and imagination of King Jesus. And we hope that this series is not just an exercise in being able to pray, but that our lives, our hearts, our community might be transformed to become more like the life and heart of our God. And when Jesus spoke, when you pray, pray like this, he was not providing the words for an evening rituals or an escape from human participation or the magic formula for guaranteed outcomes in life. This prayer that Jesus taught is prophetic alchemy, recreating, reforming, renewing our minds. It renews our lives, our communities, our hopes. And as we pray through each line, we are moved within ourselves and in our community to readjust our posture and our practices in life. Life in worship, life in community and life on mission. Over the last week, we've been unpacking the first line together. We paused on our knees last week to recognize our Father in heaven. And we've been taking some time each day to consider and practice prayer in different ways with our posts on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm really thankful to Josh and to the team of creatives who have been creating our artworks for the daily posts. My question for us as a community is, have you been taking time to pause and practice prayer. Part of our hope this series is that our church family can practice prayer together, to grow as a praying community and to deepen our experience of listening to God, of speaking with God and living out his imagination of life for us. And this week, we continue on to the second line in the prayer. We know it best in English this way. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And there is a way to pray this line without thought, quickly, without emotion and without a response. The words spoken but delivered empty as we move on uninterested to living life with God kept on the periphery of life. There's also a way to pray this line as a prayer of idle, idle desire for God to act on our behalf with or without us, offered as a dismissive deferral for God to dictate the outcome of a given situation. There's also a way to pray this line with ambitious coercion, stirring up God to act on our behalf for my kingdom to come on earth as I imagine it should be in heaven. But I think this line does five powerful things. It raises a cultural controversy. It creates a necessary space. It invites an emotional plea. It looks 
to a hopeful horizon and it provokes an enacted response. Praying your kingdom come is a dangerous prayer. This line is a cultural controversy because a declaration of the reign of King Jesus over any contemporary power is risky. And a call for his kingdom to be realised in this or any time and place is to make a claim that the current reality is not all it should be or could be. Here's an example of the danger. In 1937, New Testament theologian Ernst Kassmann was arrested for his resistance to National Socialism in Nazi Germany. The major catalyst for his arrest was a sermon he gave on Isaiah 26.13, which says this, O Lord our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us, but we acknowledge your name alone. In the audience were some Gestapo officials who reported him to authorities on the charge of treason, and he was jailed for almost a month. This line challenges the power of the powerful. This prayer challenges the culturally dominant narratives of the day. For some societies in history, these two things were one and the same. In our society, to declare that Jesus is king is most significantly a threat to the cultural narrative in which we live because King Jesus challenges the cultural stories of individual humans as central to the narrative of life. King Jesus challenges the story that more is better, power is better, strength is better, security is better. We could say then that this line in the prayer should be whispered. Unless you, unless we, as a community of followers of Jesus, are willing to wear the consequences of cultural controversy for challenging the deeply held views of the selfishly motivated and materialistically distracted power of our day. This line is a declaration of allegiance to King Jesus. We believe Jesus is King. So we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying your kingdom come is an invitation to listen. This line creates a necessary space because as we pray it, we are posturing ourselves before the king of the universe. We let go of our egos and our agendas and personal issues and we lay down our own quests and submit to God's presence, care and enabling. In that one line, we are making room within ourselves and within our community to listen to the King. For too long, my prayer practice was to start something by praying and then move on to the real action and agenda. And our culture deeply ingrains in us the need to get things done. And so we pray and move on. But what if we learnt to pray by quietening our souls in submission to God? And what if we practiced opening our ears so that we could submit to one another and listen to God together? Our pastoral team has been practicing prayer in some of these ways for close to four years now. 
we've been unlearning the practice of prayerful striving and are on a journey of learning to pray as listeners as much as we practice learning to pray as courageous speakers. The line in this prayer, your kingdom come, causes us to remember that we are not kings and this is not our kingdom and our agenda is not central to God's plans. It creates space for us to listen, to hear, to speak, to imagine God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. As we pray it together, this line creates local space for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, in our church family, in our neighborhood, in our time and place. We submit our agenda to King Jesus and pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying your kingdom come is a way to see and to feel our present reality. This line invites an emotional plea to the king to bring quickly the kingdom because of our current experience of life. It doesn't take long to see that all is not right. We are invited in this line to bring with the full weight of our emotion, the cry, the whisper, the shout, the silence before our king and plead for his kingdom to come. Sure, this line can be pleasantly, easily prayed in peacetime, but it invites an emotional plea out of the chaos and grief and torment and darkness of the seasons of life. For many people, for many peoples, reality is far from on earth as it is in heaven. The human experience is fractured and broken and desperate for repair. This line in the prayer moves us, invites us to be moved. When did you last scream out against the injustices faced by the oppressed? When did you last cry out from the deep pain within your own heart? When did you last gather together and emotionally share in one another's burdens in this life? As a community, we've sat in this space before, learning to lament together, learning to cry out together. And it's not just the Psalms that invite this. If we are to pray these words, your kingdom come, we must pray them with emotion as we carry the truth of the experiences of the people and peoples in our world. We need King Jesus. We need his healing and forgiveness and restoration. We need the kingdom to break into this world and bring light and life. We need our king. So we cry out to our king and we pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying your kingdom come is a shout to look to the future. This line brings into view the hopeful horizon of the world where all things are made right. This line brings to mind the promises of the king and the kingdom that will come. 
that all is not, that is not right will be undone. The story, as told by the prophets of old, is, is one of truth and justice and compassion. It declares a righteous reality where the relationship with God, with each other, within ourselves and with our world will be restored. This line declares hope beyond our present reality. This hope is not wishful, but builds on the signs and stories and glimpses of heaven that we experience now. We most clearly see the multidimensional reality of heaven and earth coming together in Jesus. It is in him that heaven and earth overlap and come together. In him, all things hold together. In him, all things are reconciled. The resurrected King Jesus is the first glimpse of the kingdom of God being on earth as it is in heaven. This line imagines the hope-filled dawn of a new day when all will be resurrected with him. Everything good we see and value and love and long for now, amplified, amplified beyond our imaginations then. More, not less. We hope not in ourselves, not in the kings and kingdoms of our world, but in the resurrected king and the coming of his kingdom. We put our hope in the king and we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying this line, your kingdom come, is a way of life. This line that begins as words ends up lived out as an enacted response. We seek the king to make things right. We hope in the power of his resurrection to restore all things through his blood shed on the cross. And we accept his invitation to join him as co-creators of his new kingdom. We cannot coerce his kingdom to come. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot see evil and darkness and injustice overturned. But we are invited to work with him to imagine and bring into the lives and systems and structures of our world kingdom language and values and practices and postures. To turn the world upside down alongside King Jesus. Inviting love and peace and generosity and compassion and inclusion. Wherever we work and live and play. We partner with, we work alongside the King. Since the beginning of human history, we have been invited to create, in partnership with God, a world of shalom, flourishing, wholeness, peacefulness, completeness. And in King Jesus, we find a renewed invitation to be part of His kingdom project in the world. We pray this line as a defining reminder to ourselves and to each other of our life's work. To be part of the cosmic kingdom project as agents of peace and transformation and creativity. This prayer is not only a prayer that on a a global scale we might see Jesus' kingdom come, although that is still true. This prayer is localised in our church family, in you. We live this prayer in our neighbourhoods and workplaces, in our city. 
We enact the kingdom coming by listening for and looking for where God is already at work around us by his spirit and we join in with what he is doing. We live life like the Jeremiah project is for all of life. A searching for acts of love and kindness and generosity, small and big, spontaneous and organized, all as an enactment of this life. In this prayer, we live as collaborators with Jesus in answer to this prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can't talk about prayer together. We can't talk about this prayer without spending some time in prayer. And so I'm going to invite all of us now to move into a physical posture that might help us connect all of who we are with this line in this prayer. And so in a moment, I'm going to get you to look up and out. If you have a window, maybe you can look out of it. Maybe you can use your imagination from where you sit today. Then as I pray, I'm going to invite us to move our eyes from looking out to look towards our hands. So we'll look up and out, and then we'll look to our hands. Let's pray together. We start, King Jesus, by declaring you as king over all things. We declare to ourselves and to each other and to our world the truth of who you are. And we remind ourselves of our allegiance to you. We give you our lives, all that we are. We hold nothing back. You are king of it all, the small and the big. But this prayer also means that we let go of the kings and kingdoms and selfish ambitions of our world. We say sorry for being seduced by the materialism and self-absorption of our age. We declare again our allegiance to you, King Jesus. We are your people. This is your kingdom. You are the true king. And we pause to create space in our hearts. In our minds, in our imaginations, we lay down our agendas and we listen for you to speak. We're sorry for how often we rush past you, ignore you, fail to see you at work. Today, we pause and look for where you are. We listen together to your voice. We cry out to you as king of all things because we need you. We cannot do this without you. There are people, there are people who need you to set them free. We need healing. We need peace. We need restoration. We need justice. We need light. We need you. We express our grief and our anger. This is our emotional plea for you to bring your kingdom here. 
We live in hope. Hope beyond the present circumstances that we grieve. Hope in the resurrection. Hope in the new day. Hope in the new reality. We trust that we will be restored. We trust that all things will be made right. We long for that day. We hope in the king that will bring that day. And we look to our hands. King Jesus, help us to live now what we know will be true then. Help us to listen and act, to see and respond, to live out as a church family what you have invited us to be, a community of light and love in this world. Please help us to imagine the work that you have for us to do, the people to heal and restore and love and connect with and include, the systems to undo and rebuild. King Jesus, please help us to deepen as a praying community. Please help us to grow as a loving community. Please help us to practice as a living out your kingdom now community. King Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.